Welcome to the Incession Film Extra Film segment for this week, where we're going to be reviewing Monsters University and E.T., the extraterrestrial. So, Nate, give us your best roar. Ah. Uh. Okay, I'll lift the bed. You grab the pig. Ready? Clock One, now. two, three. Oh, yes, yes, Careful, he's a biter. <laughs> that was awesome. What am I doing? James B. Sullivan. Mike Wazowski. Listen, it was quite delightful meeting you and whatever that is, but if you don't mind, I have to study my scaring. You don't need to study scaring, you just do it. Really? I think there's a little more to it than that. But hey, thanks for stopping by. So Monsters University is directed by Dan Scanyon and stars Billy Crystal, John Goodman, Steve Buscemi, as well as many others. So Nate, what did you think of... Pixar's latest, Monsters University. Monsters uh, University uh, continues Pixar's latest trend of making movies that are are good but not great. Um, it's Monsters University. Monsters University is uh, definitely not as good as 2001's uh, Great Monsters Incorporated. Uh, just kind of lacks the. Uh, the originality, the charm, and the heart that that movie had. Uh, I like that they went the prequel route because I don't think they could have done a sequel to that movie. So I like that they went the prequel route uh, and kind of focused on Mike and Sully's college years, which gave Pixar the chance to kind of make their own version of uh, a college comedy uh, like in the vein of Revenge of the Nerds and Animal House. So that was kind of cool. Uh, and then the characters, you know, Mike and Sully are great again. Just the story just wasn't quite up to snuff with uh, the original. Well, I'm I'm on the other side of this as you, I guess. I, I'll, I'll kind of disagree. I, I liked this movie quite a bit. I thought it was really well done. And like you were saying, it's it's a different story. I can't expect this to be in the same vein as Monsters Incorporated because they're in a different place in life and they're different characters and people kind of grow as you get older. And in this movie, they're quite younger. As you mentioned, they're kind of going to college, so they're much younger here. And I, I love the aesthetic that they have here. It definitely brings you into that college atmosphere, which I thought is very great. Mm -hmm. The music plays a big part of that as well. Mm -hmm. And you definitely, I feel like I was on a college campus. It felt like we were back at our Bowling Green days, Nate. And I love that. I thought I, I had a good time with that. I definitely brought me into that aesthetic really, really well. And I love that. And the fact that this movie is a prequel is that's exactly what it is. It's it's not going to be in the same vein as the first one because it's not the same story. Obviously, you don't have the little girl in this one or anything like that, but these guys are learning to become who you see them as in Monsters Incorporated. And so they're going to be a little bit more immature. They're going to be a little bit different. And at the same time, you kind of see how their relationship kind of comes to be what it is. And there's a little bit of... Um, there's some issues that kind of come along and they have to fight through that. And that's what I liked about it. So while the story is kind of masked 
in the atmosphere of the these scare games and they kind of join this fraternity that neither of them kind of want to be in they're kind of using this fraternity to just to compete in these scare games so that way they can get into the program they want to be in um and so it kind of is kind of masked in that it's kind of them training these guys to become scare to, to become scarers and to and to be able to compete in this competition and so it's kind of circled in kind of all of that but it's kind of centered around at the core of it it is still the relationship between Mike and Sully and that's where we find ourselves because throughout all of that throughout the competition throughout the trainings and things like that you see interactions between the two characters and their differences and why they may not like each other and how things change and how they end up starting to become friends and how that relationship starts to develop. It's in a very different aesthetic, but that relationship development is still there and you definitely see them start to become the friends that you end up seeing them as. And that's the part that I really enjoyed. And I liked them in this college aesthetic and, and these other are uh, in these competition and these scare games and and even the other uh, actors or the other characters I should say uh, that they're interacting with I still think was a lot of fun and they were kind of silly and kind of goofy and outcast you could say uh, but I had fun with it and it was it was enjoyable to me so overall I still really like this film a lot it just lacked the the heart of the the first movie and that's mainly because this movie doesn't have that little girl it doesn't have Boo which was kind of, you know, that provided that her part in that story kind of tugged on the heartstrings in the first movie, and that just doesn't, there's just nothing really in the in the prequel that does that. I mean, the building of their relationship is fine. I mean, they have, they're two, they are two of Pixar's best characters, so it's nice to see how their relationship form. But the story as a whole just doesn't have the heart. I'll disagree. I think it has. One. I think it has lots of heart. I think it's different, though. It's not the same thing. And I'm not disagreeing with you completely because I do think the first one is better, and the first one does have a lot of heart, as you were saying. And Boo definitely does play into that a lot, but. This is not what this movie is about. This movie isn't about that situation, and this is a completely different aesthetic. It's a completely different environment, and so to compare it to that movie is almost, it's almost a little bit ridiculous because it's a completely different circumstance. It's a completely different situation, and you can't expect them to be able to bring characters like that into this situation, and this situation is... <laughs> they still could bring heart into it. And I feel like they did. I felt like they did between uh, the two characters. I felt like between Mike and Sully, you do see that, especially uh, toward the third act of the film. Um, while there's still some of that um, kind of, there's some issues between them that are still going on. And But I think it's within that that they're able to get through the tough circumstances. They're able to get through the relationship barriers that makes this movie fun for me. And that's where the heart comes in for me. It's in building friendship, it's in building these guys to be the two best friends that they come to be. That's where the heart is. Now, does it live up to the heart of the first film? No, but I also think it's a completely different, we're talking about a completely different thing than what we get here. So 
I still liked it. I I don't think it's a hundred percent as good as the first one, but I do think it's pretty good, and it's centered around these two characters and how they become best friends, and that's where the heart lies. And I thought they did a good job with that. I mean, yeah, uh, the final, the like final fifteen to twenty minutes is really good, but really before that, the movie doesn't really focus on their specific relationship it's more about how they together kind of turn this their fraternity the Uzma Kappa fraternity that they join which is kind of a you know a nobody's fraternity and they kind of turn them into somebody's you know the two of them help them and which kind of builds their relationship and then it comes to then it really focuses on just the two of them's relationship towards the end. Well, I'll disagree with you. And as I mentioned earlier, um, when I was first talking about the movie, is I I think that while it is masked in this environment of these of this competition, and as you were saying, turning the nobodies into somebodies, I think that is on the surface. But I think the core of that whole story arc is the building of the relationships between Mike and Sully. And that's what the the driver is. That's the vehicle that they use to build the relationship is the this scare games, this competition. And it's within that that you see the relationship building pieces. And so, yeah, I mean, they the story does focus on the scare games and how they turn the nobodies into somebodies. But in the middle of all that, you see the relationship barriers between Mike and Sully and how they fight through those and how they become best friends through it and how the story takes a turn in the latter half of the film. It's that story arc is nothing but a driver for their relationship. And I thought that was done well. I didn't really feel that until, like I said, the final 15, 20 minutes. And that's fine. I mean, it just kind of depends on how you look at it. If you come into this movie expecting it to be and live up to the first one, then yeah, you might be disappointed like like you are. I feel like if you come in and look at this from a fresh perspective, then you might have fun with it like I did because the story isn't about necessarily the nobody's coming to be somebody's. And while that's a cool theme, that's a cool story arc, um, and that is something that you can definitely take away from this film is that no matter what you look like, no matter how much of an outcast you are or what people may say about you that doesn't define you as a person. And that is a cool theme that is also brought into this movie. But what I'm simply saying is the driving force for Mike and Sully's relationship is those guys is their fraternity, but it's in the middle of all of that where their relationship is built. And if you look at it for what it is, that's exactly what it is. This is a completely different aesthetic and a different environment and that's what they are used to build this relationship. And that's what this movie is about. And I feel like Pixar does that pretty well. I definitely liked it much better than their movie last year. Although I liked Brave and I liked the music from it. And I have been known to say that. I still liked this movie much better than I enjoyed that one. And the animation in this movie is amazing. The visuals are fantastic. Yeah, especially in the in the short that plays before the actual movie. Uh it's their first kind of attempt at photorealism, and it's pretty 
unbelievable. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I loved everything as far as that. I liked the music in this film also. Um, I, th- I thought they did a really fantastic job. So, I mean, overall, I mean, there's not much about this movie I didn't like. It No, it doesn't have the charm. It doesn't quite have the heart, you know, like Nate was saying. But I think overall, this movie captures what it was intended to. And this movie is intended to show the relationship between Mike and Sully and how they got to be where they are. That's what this movie is about, and that's what it achieves. It's not meant to necessarily have the heart of the first film. That's not its intended purpose. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, do you have any final thoughts, and what kind of grade would you give Monsters University? Like I said, uh, Monsters University is it's a good it's a good movie. It's it's fun. I I did enjoy it, uh, but it's not up to Pixar's standards that I have for Pixar. And I know their standards have kind of gone down lately. Uh, but, you know, I when I see a Pixar movie, I kind of expect a Wally, a Finding Nemo, a Toy Story, a Monsters Incorporated. And this isn't quite up there. I do agree that, or go ahead, first of all, before I get into it, give go ahead and give your final grade. Oh, I'm going to give Monsters University a B minus. Um, well, I, I do agree with you that it is not Pixar's best. Um, it definitely isn't um, a Finding Nemo or a Wally or anything like that. Um, but I do think it's better than last year's Brave, um, which was definitely a downer. I did enjoy it, but it definitely uh, wasn't was a definitely a downer for Pixar. I, as I mentioned earlier, Record Ralph is much better in my mind. Uh, but I do think this is better than Brave, and I did enjoy it quite a bit. It, it's not intended to be the first uh, Monsters Incorporated, as I mentioned. I think for what it is, uh, they do a fantastic job. The animation is great. The aesthetic, the college environment, you feel that. That is awesome. The music is fantastic. I love the relationship building between Mike and Sully. Uh, they also have little things here and there that kind of uh, give you glimpses at uh, where it's going in terms of Monsters Incorporated. Uh, they have like little things here and there that kind of uh, foreshadow that, which I thought was pretty interesting and a lot of fun as well. Uh, so overall, I loved it. The voice acting is great, and uh, I had a really good time with it. So I would give this movie an A-. minus. I really enjoyed it quite a bit. So, all right, well, uh, we'll move on, and we're going to talk about one more on our extra film segment this week. We got two of them. We got to see E.T., the extraterrestrial. We'll be right back. We're going to be reviewing Steven Spielberg's E.T., 
if you were outside and you came across E.T. the alien, how would you react? I put some Reese Pieces down. As we get started with the dissection, remember that the things that you are writing down One thing that you should be looking for during the dissection is to locate the heart and notice that it is still beating. Okay, to once more emphasize the similarities of those things which we see in the similarities of human anatomy. First of all, of course, the heart. Intestines will be going through their peristaltic action. That is incorrect. The correct spelling of nuisance is E.T. is directed by Steven Spielberg and stars D. Wallace, Henry Thomas, Pierre Cote, and even Drew Barrymore is in this. Very young Drew Barrymore. Uh, so, Nate, what did you think about E.T.? Uh, E.T. is one of the greatest uh, family movies ever made. Uh, it's one of Spielberg's best movies he's ever made. Uh, the story is fantastic, fantastic. The performances are great all around. Um, the visuals are even pretty good. Especially for 1982. Yeah. yeah, the directing, as always with Spielberg, is top-notch. And watching it on the big screen was uh, pretty amazing. I agree with you. I, I thought it was pretty pretty awesome it was a lot of fun steven spielberg is amazing here uh the kind of emotion that he captures in this movie is incredible um it's really funny too like it's it's really humorous it still lives up even the humor even now uh is still really good and uh it's just a lot of fun and you know henry thomas for a little kid in this movie is unbelievable he's very very good and yeah. just really brings it. And I think that's a lot of the reason why you get so emotionally attached is because not only is Elliot well-written, but it is incredibly 
well acted as well. Yeah. And the relationship that he just kind of builds with E.T. is amazing. The character of E.T. even in itself is a lot of fun and yeah. humorous and uh, is just really intelligent. And it's just a, a lot of fun. The story is just really well written um, and just just really pieced together really fantastically. And Steven Spielberg uh, just really elevates himself to the top with this movie, I feel like. And, and it just... To me, I feel like this is one of his most well-crafted all-around films. And that says a lot because he's you could really say that about quite a few films, really. But I feel like this is the one that is very near the top. And it's just really, really well done. And my favorite part here is just how he's able to capture the relationship between Elliot and E.T. and just how exciting and fun that is, especially the scene as you saw in the movie clip that we played uh, to introduce this, where E.T. is just kind of at home chilling by himself and drinking beers, and a, but he has this special connection with Elliot that he kind of is a part of when E.T. is getting drunk on these beers. Uh, Elliot is kind of in that same vein when he's at school and he's doing a bunch of fun and weird stuff, and it's one of the most well-crafted scenes uh, that Steven Spielberg has ever done, and I, I really enjoyed that quite a bit. Yeah, and uh, towards the end of that scene, uh, E.T.'s watching some movie where two actors are dancing, and then we get Elliot and some girl kind of doing the same thing, yeah. which is... Yeah, it's awesome. It's a lot of fun. And then he even gives the kiss at the end, which is yeah, just a nice <laughs> little touch at the end. It was, he stands it, on some kid's back. Yeah, he gives yeah. the kiss. Yeah, that was really adorable. It was really fun. And yeah, I just overall this movie is great. I just I love, you know, about three fourths of the way through the film, it kind of takes a little bit of an emo emotional turn. And the third act of this film, Henry Thomas just really starts to elevate himself even more, I feel like, you know, because it's in those emotional moments where where you really start to capture the essence of this film. And it's in, even in the middle of that, it's really funny because Henry Thomas does, not only does a great job of bringing real emotion here, but he does a really good job about bringing fake emotion, which he has done yeah. really well in a yeah. certain moment, uh, which was just incredibly well done. And for his age, you just don't see stuff like that very often. It was fantastic. Yeah, and the final scene with him saying goodbye to E.T. is... It's incredibly emotional. Yeah. And we uh, played that uh, a couple of podcasts ago on our, uh, it was some sort of top three. I can't remember which one. Yeah. It was your number one, I believe. And uh, yeah, that was, um, yeah, it's good stuff. I really enjoyed it quite a bit. Steven Spielberg on his A game, once again, one of his best. If you haven't seen this movie, you need to go see it. It's it's really, really amazing. So. And we saw the original version. Yeah. Uh, there were no walkie-talkies in this one, the the cops were holding shotguns. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, well, do you have any uh, final thoughts and what kind of a grade would you give E.T.? E.T. is a classic. Uh, if you haven't seen it, you need to. Uh, the kids will have a lot of fun with it. Adults will have a lot of fun with it. Go see it. One of Steven Spielberg's best. I'm giving it an A+. Plus. Yeah, E.T. might be in my top two for Steven Spielberg. Um, it's definitely up there for me. 
I really enjoyed it quite a bit. And uh, this movie is easily, easily an A-plus for me as well. Uh, like Nate said, it's great for adults. It's great for kids. Everyone will love it. It's it's really good. So it's a lot of fun. And uh, next week on the podcast, we're going to be doing a much different <laughs> Steven Spielberg movie. Going over Schindler's List, which is a much different environment and aesthetic uh, than what you get here in E.T., but it is still a very, very good film nonetheless. So definitely stay on the lookout for that. So, Nate, do you have any uh, final thoughts before we get out of here this week on our extra film segment? No, I'm just really looking forward to to Schindler's List, which uh, I guess considering the subject matter of that movie, I don't know if looking forward is the right words to say but as i just mentioned it's it's very different so yeah it uh (laughs) it is a good movie though so i still think it's okay to say you know it's definitely up there for steven spielberg so uh yeah it's it's definitely one of those movies you need to watch as well if you haven't seen it so it's it's definitely different subject material it's very sad but uh definitely brings a an interesting light to the subject material for sure all right, well, uh, we'll get out of here for this week. Uh, be sure to contact us, you know, email us at incessionfilm at gmail.com. Hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. We'd love to hear your feedback. Um, definitely subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or on Stitcher. Um, and if you're listening to this, you're either listening to it on our website, but if you're listening to it on our apps, uh, we enjoy uh, and are very, very thankful for you uh, getting our app and listening to it on our app. So we absolutely appreciate it. And if you want to get our app, uh, check us out on incessionfilm.com slash apps. So for Nate Parsons, I'm Jada Duran. We'll see you guys next week on the Incession Film Podcast Extra Film Segment.